and welcome to Chambercast, the Billings Chamber of Commerce's podcast. I am not Mariah Pennington. This is Jack Genoway, the producer of this show, stepping out from behind the curtain. Mariah is no longer with the Chamber. She is on and upward to bigger and better things, but I hope you'll all join me in wishing Mariah the very best in her future endeavors. She was instrumental in getting this show off the ground and in so much else the Chamber has done over the last couple of years. So Mariah, thank you for all of your work. You will be missed. We're going to take this opportunity to try some new things with the podcast, so stay tuned for that. For the foreseeable future, you'll be hearing a lot more from me and from all of our other staff members. So today, I'm joined by our Workforce Development Manager, Kathy Greider. Welcome. Hello, ChamberCast fans. You're in for a real treat today with Dr. Park. And our guest today is Dr. David Park. Billings is easily the healthcare capital of Montana, uh, but we lack a medical school. That is about to change, though, with the foundation of Rocky Vista University. Dr. Park is the vice president and founding dean of Rocky Vista University, and he's here to tell us all about RVU. Welcome. Thank you. I am very, very pleased to be here and have this opportunity to talk about Rocky Vista University's Montana College of Osteopathic Medicine. Awesome. So for, we'll start by just getting people who haven't heard this exciting news up to speed. Could you just please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what Rocky Vista University is? Yes, my name is David Park. I'm an osteopathic family physician by training, but I've been in academic medicine my entire career. Over 20 years in formal academic medicine, starting in New York City with residency programs and then in Nevada with re- with hospitals and residency programs, as well as the medical school there. And I joined Rocky Vista University in 2015 to help develop the Utah campus, which is located in the St. George metropolitan area in a city called Ivins. Rocky Vista University is a health sciences university, so it only grants degrees in the health sciences, as well as some master's degrees that's related to health sciences. Our flagship program is the DO program, DO, which stands for Doctor of Osteopathic Medicine. So our College of Osteopathic Medicine was established in 2006 as being founded, but took its first class of students in Parker, Colorado in 2008. They hence graduated those students in 2012. And so Rocky Vista has graduated 10 cohorts of physicians that are now practicing all over the country. Okay. And, and a DO is qualified to be like a primary care physician. Is that right? The DO degree stands for Doctor of Osteopathic Medicine, and it's one of two degrees in the United States that is fully uh, licensed in all 50 states to practice all types of medicine, both medicine, surgery. So in every specialty field in the United States, DOs are fully licensed to practice, and so they do. That sounds awesome. So how is how's construction going? Construction, amazingly, is going on time. We are really excited to move into our new 138,000 square foot purposely built building in January of 23. So we are in this temporary office space in the first interstate tower right now. But January, we're all looking forward to moving into our new home. That is really, really exciting. How many students do you plan on having? Our accreditation agency has approved us for a class size of 160 students per year. However, we'll start with 80 students in July of 23, 
with 80 students, and then we'll ramp up the following year to 120, and then the third year we'll max out at 160 students per year. So why, why did you end up choosing Billings to open up a medical school? Well, Rocky Vista University, the College of Osteopathic Medicine, has really been focused on the Mountain West region. So with our campuses in Colorado and Utah, Montana is right in that region of the Rocky Mountains. And this is an area that we, we specialize in, and we really want to provide increased physicians and the workforce in this area. Montana did not have an existing four-year medical school. So that was an exciting opportunity to go into a state that didn't have one. Do you have a general geographic area where you're trying to recruit students from? Or is there you know, a, a specific school or university system that you're working with as you recruit students? Well, of course, we all know that there is a huge shortage of physicians here in Montana, and this shortage will continue to grow with more and more physicians retiring that need will have to be filled. Um, so as we graduate physicians from our medical school, we hope that they do their training in here in Montana and other places in the country, but eventually return to Montana to help take care of the population here in Montana. And so obviously we would love to train as many students from Montana to be physicians here in Montana and to take care of Montanans in the future. So we are currently working with all of the major universities and colleges in Montana, having dialogue with them, trying to collaborate with them. And we are in the process of executing some memorandum of understandings with them to try to have a pathway program from their undergraduate degrees to our medical school. Well, that dovetails really nicely into something else that we wanted to ask about today, which is what is your relationship going to be with the existing colleges here in Billings and also with the hospitals? Well, I can tell you that the re reaction and the welcome that we got from the entire community, not just the academic communities, but from everyone, has really been amazing. Particularly if you're talking about the colleges, MSUB and Rocky Mountain College have been very, very good supporters and champions of this. We are very excited to partner with both of them, and we are hoping to get as many students from them into our medical school. We are working on some programs, as I mentioned before, some pathway programs so their students can get into our medical school relatively easier in the sense of the processes and relatively cheaper because we'll be able to waive some fees for them. We're trying to promote Montana students to come to this medical school. So what, what does the, a pathway program look like? Is that you know, particular classes that you want to see from undergraduate students? First of all, this is a win-win situation for us at the medical school level as the undergraduate level. In order for us to get highly qualified medical students, we want to partner with these universities and colleges to expand their pre-med program, both in size as well as quality, and we're willing to, to partner with them in that aspect in the education. But to answer your particular question about what kind of program specifically, we're working on an early acceptance program with them. That if they're able to take X amount of courses, certain courses, and maintain a 3.4 GPA, they'll have an automatic acceptance, and they just need to kind of keep that up, and then they'll be students here at MCOM. Dr. Park, is there a traditional undergrad program that, or undergrad degree that these students should have as they're entering uh, Rocky Vista, or does that kind of look like a variety of things? 
And part of the reason why Kathy is asking is because she has a daughter who just graduated high school who's interested in pursuing a medical degree. <laughs> well, that is fantastic, Kathy. That is absolutely exciting to hear that. And we're going to look at developing some programs for middle school, high school students as well to kind of pique their interest and to also to let them know that there is this opportunity to be an osteopathic physician right here in Billings. As for a degree, all applicants will need to have completed a four-year bachelor's degree, and it could be in any major. There are required courses, which are typically called the pre-med requisites, and that's all spelled out on our applications and our, on our website. But they take all those science courses and we look at their overall GPA as well as their science GPA. And we also look at this MCAT score, which stands for the Medical College Admissions Test. But as I mentioned before, that early acceptance pathway, if those students that we have this arrangement with two colleges, as I mentioned before, if they keep up those GPA metrics, they do not have to take the MCAT. I, and I imagine that really is a win-win because I imagine that will be a huge recruitment tool for both MSUB and Rocky as they're you know looking at pre-med students. That's the hope. So you said something earlier about uh, trying to about the physician gap here in in Montana. Do you have evidence that's like that the that gap is particularly acute in Montana because we don't have a medical school? There's various reasons for it. Montana is a very rural state. And a lot of physicians, when they finish their training, like to practice in more urban, suburban types of places. And many of them don't come from rural areas. So what we're trying to do is to enhance that rural um, pipeline. So we want to attract students from rural places. We are going to have a special program that trains students for rural practice. Rural practice is very hard because in a small town when there's very few physicians or no physicians, as a matter of fact, there's nine counties in Montana, there's absolutely no physicians. That whoever works there has to do everything from delivering a baby to taking care of heart attacks and strokes. So it's very, very challenging and oftentimes scary work. So specialized training and a certain type of physician will, will practice in these rural areas. And we're really uh, geared well. To, to support that type of training and to increase that pipeline to the rural communities. What are hospitals telling you? I mean, aside from just that sort of general applicability of skills, what are hospitals telling you about, you know, what they need to see in physicians that are coming out of school now? Sure. There's a massive shortage for primary care physicians in the United States, period. In Montana, we rank 44 out of 50 states. So that's not very good. So we need to increase the number of primary care physicians. And really, it is primary care physicians who staff a lot of the rural clinics and hospitals because they have a very broad scope in their training. They're trained in pediatrics, OBGYN, uh, mental health, minor surgery, as well as you know primary care, obviously. So that primary care shortage in the nation is, is felt particularly hard in, in these rural communities. And that's what we're trying to help solve. Can you explain... What, what would it take for a student to go financially to go through the program? Like, what does that look like for a general student as they're entering Rocky Vista and pursuing is, so it'll be, is it four years at Rocky Vista? And then they go Correct. on to their um, residency training residency? afterwards. 
That's correct. So Rocky Vista University, the Montana College of Osteopathic Medicine is not going to be different from any other medical school in the United States where it's going to be four years and every year there's going to be a tuition and obviously other costs related to attendance. And that's going to be housing and food and various other things. Our student cost of attendance, it's going to be around the average of private institutions in this country. That's what we foresee. And then explain to me how it works. You know, some, so after residency, students can then go on to a fellowship. Is that correct? Or what does that process look like? That's an interesting question you ask because a lot of people don't know this. After four years of medical school, but first of all, the first two years of medical school are typically done in the medical school building where they get lectures and small groups and labs, and they take those skills and then they apply it in their third and fourth years, which we call the clinical years. And that's where they go around and do different clinical rotations and externships in hospitals and clinics and private physician offices. We rely on the community healthcare training model because that's where our students are going to be practicing in the community, not necessarily ivory tower, tertiary research you know, institutions and hospitals. So that's how, how we train our students. And once they finish four years of those medical school training, then they apply again similar to like they would apply to medical school with their scores and their transcripts to apply for specialty residency programs. That may be family medicine, that may be orthopedic surgery, that may be internal medicine, pediatrics, whatever. So they apply to those programs and if they get accepted to the program, then they finish that specific specialty training. That may be three years or it may be five years. After they finish residency, a lot of these graduates of, of residencies will then opt to pursue subspecialty training, which may be cardiology, nephrology, pulmonary critical care, um, pediatric surgery. So that's what the fellowship is afterwards. After fellowship, they practice. But after residency, many doctors go out and practice, but some of them will move on to subspecialty fellowship training. So we know that DEI is important to you and to Rocky Vista University and that diversity in the college admissions is really a really important and hot topic right now. Can you share how you think about DEI when it comes to hiring and enrollment at RVU? DEI is an important topic all over the country right now, but it has been a focus of ours from a long time ago. And we've been on this strategic plan of enhancing our DEI in all of our campuses. And that's not just in the student population, but that's also in the employees population. We know that students of certain backgrounds like to be in institutions where their mentors or professors look like them. And so that's been an important strategic initiative for us. We very recently hired an entire new position called the vice president of DEI for the university system. And this person is a, is a well-renowned expert in this topic who's been doing this for decades. So we're very excited about having this talent with us. He has started this campaign called Inclusive Excellence. And I just love that uh, idea because, you know, we want to be included. We want everyone to feel included. And I got to tell you, that's one of the major reasons why I've fell in love with Billings and Montana because they have been so inclusive of me personally and our medical school coming here into Montana. 
Dr. Park, you had the opportunity to go through the Chambers DII Immersion Program. Can you give us a few nuggets that you learned from that program? Absolutely. That was a fantastic program. And I have to, first of all, commend the Billings Chamber for the wonderful work that your organization does. I know your organization is a membership organization that really exists to promote its members' interests. And we are a member, Rocky Vista University, we are a member. And you really have been promoting our interests and connecting and collaborating. This has been really fantastic for us. DEI initiative and the advisory board that you have is something really important here. And I really commend the board for thinking forward and having that uh, in existence here as part of a structure because Billings is growing very, very rapidly. And as it grows, all different types of people will move into town. And if they feel included and welcome and not feel alienated, I think that's just going to you know, really help not just the business of uh, the, the chamber and the, the economic growth, but a lot of the personal and family growth that will occur naturally with that as well. I read that the Billings Chamber vision is to achieve excellence in community leadership and growth. When I read that vision statement, I was really impressed of how that so closely aligned with what we're doing, with our vision and our mission. Our strategic pillar, first of all, is three uh, legs to that. And those legs are academic, obviously. But the other is leadership and growth, which is right in alignment with the Billings Chamber's vision. Our university vision is to achieve excellence. Our university vision is achieving new heights in medical education. And with the community support, that is what we are right on schedule and very excited to do here with, with lots of partners. And a lot of those partners made from introductions and networking opportunities through the Billings Chamber. Thank you. We really appreciate that. We think that the Rocky Vista University is a really exciting addition to the community as well. So we're really happy that we can help with that. Is there anything that you really wanted to share with our listeners today that we haven't touched on so far? As a matter of fact, there is. There's a lot of people who may not necessarily know what osteopathic medicine really is. And what is this DO degree? I mentioned before that DO degree, along with the MD degree, are the two medical degrees that can practice all medicine and surgery in the United States. So what is the difference between the two, you may be wondering. And it's really based on uh, four philosophical tenets of osteopathic medicine. And that is, the body is a unit, and the person is a unit of the mind, body, and the spirit. The second tenet is that the human body has the innate ability to self-regulate and to self-heal. And our job as the physician is to really facilitate that healing. The third is that we believe that Function and structure are reciprocally interrelated. And what that means is that if your structure is really bad, physical structure, that your internal organs and your function may not work optimally. And similarly, if you have internal disease, that could affect your structure and manifest in physical pain. And so all osteopathic medical students learn how to use their hands to palpate, which means to 
feel the body and feel which structures are out of alignment or they're not in ideal positions and used our hands and utilizing osteopathic manipulative treatment, manual medicine, to fix those problems, to fix that spastic muscle, to fix that vertebra or joint that's out of position. So this is one of the main things that differentiates us um, from the MD medical school's training. Our students get 200 additional hours on average of this osteopathic principles in practice. And that's the difference between the DOs and MDs. Although many patients don't realize that their doctor may be a DO because, once again, they do all types of specialties, radiology, surgery, you name it. Yeah, I think that is really, really interesting and really important. We've all had people in our lives who've had some sort of, you know, medical issue. And that holistic approach to a person really does come across. Because if you if you have joint pain or, you know, maybe something, you know, going on mentally that affects your behavior, that affects your health in other areas. And it's just that life is all either vicious cycles or virtuous cycles. Yeah. And Jack, I'm really glad you brought up that holistic approach because that is exactly the philosophy of osteopathic medicine. Now, it doesn't mean that many MDs don't do this. Many of them utilize holistic approach. However, for us, it is embedded in the philosophy and embedded in our curriculum from day one of medical school training. How does uh, osteopathic medicine differ from a chiropractic medicine? So the chiropractic degree is the DC degree. And the major difference is that they are not allowed to prescribe medicine or do surgery. They are experts in manual medicine and manipulation as well. But the major difference is that they're not a medical physician. Well, this has been absolutely fascinating. We're almost at the end here. But before we wrap up, We have a little tradition on the show uh, called the Rorschach questions. So I'm going to throw out a quick, fun little question, and you just give us your first impression response. What is one development in medicine that you are really excited about? New emerging technologies is now creating this new field of digital health. So utilizing computers, AI, wearable technology that can track your physiologic responses and see how you are the status, that and electronic medical records and how quickly we have access to our information and medications, that is really changing the landscape. And included with digital health perhaps is telemedicine where we can actually take care of patients remotely. What is the best depiction of the practice of medicine you've seen in movies or TV? When I watch medical dramas, not anymore, but when I did in the past, a lot of it, uh, the concepts and, you know, some of the actions may be similar, but a lot of that is absolutely fictitious. Um, It may kind of liken it to how people think Kevin Costner's Yellowstone is representative of Montana. While there's some truth in some of the cultural background stuff, uh, I realize there's a not a lot of murdering that goes on in ranches here in Montana. The question should have been, what was the least bad depiction? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for, for listeners who don't know, Rocky Vista University is being built out on Shiloh right now. So the question is, what is the best restaurant within a five minute drive of Rocky Vista University? 
I am partial to the commons because it's very, very close. And we also have Sophie's Kitchen right in that area as well. Yeah, that is a that is a really good spot. All right. Last question. Outside of medicine, what is a career path that college students should be paying more attention to? A lot of skilled professionals are required for this country to run. So just because it's not um, a degree program, um, it does not mean that you really shouldn't look into exploring those manual skills and other uh, technical skills, because not only can you make a lot of money doing those things, the community really needs people like that. All right. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Park. And thank you, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you to Dr. Park for joining us. And thank you to Kathy Greider for co-hosting. If you would like to advertise with us, suggest a topic or ask a question, please feel free to email us at podcast at billingschamber.com. Don't forget to rate us on your preferred platform and don't forget to subscribe to Chambercast wherever you get your podcasts because there's something here for everyone.